Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 38 of the Nonsense Podcast, and this is the last episode of 2020. It's been really cool and beautiful to see how far we've come and see all the cool guests that have come through. I can't believe we're at almost 40 episodes at this point, so um, shout out to everybody who's listened. Shout out to all our guests for providing their really cool stories and you know their journeys along their uh, musical careers and just some general insight that I probably otherwise would not have been able to have, um, you know, if things were actually normal, which is uh, a bit of a blessing in disguise, but I really hope everybody's doing all right. I know it's been a difficult year, so hopefully we are able to provide a little bit of uh, sunlight into an otherwise cloudy day that was this year. And so uh, with that announcement that this is the last episode of 2020, I also wanted to say uh, what makes sense is um, they have an, we have an announcement today, and you can go check that out at our Instagram and or Facebook, and that is at WMSNY, and um, yeah, really excited to uh, show you guys what we have coming in 2021. But as for the episode, let's hop right in. We have Chris Tamburo, who plays guitar and is also the vocalist of Project Revise. And so uh, Project Revise is um, a very, I guess they're a band that stirs up a lot of emotion, good emotions, but stirs up a lot of emotions because when you listen to them, you very much think, I think, first thing, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And I think most of the people who grew up listening in this genre can sort of relate with that. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think that was probably my introduction to, you know, punk rock. Um, so, you know, just being able to sort of revisit that with the band that's just really blowing up right now uh, in Project Revise is, um, yeah, it's an awesome feeling. So I'm, I'm glad Chris emailed me a few weeks back and then, you know, we slowly, uh, built some rapport and, uh, scheduled this interview. So the main reason he came on this week is um, they have a new single out and it's actually out today, uh, December 18th. And that new single is called Downside Up. And so that's uh, I think that's streaming everywhere now. So do your homework. Go listen to it after the episode and, uh, you know, start getting in with these guys. Let them get under your skin. Uh, Project Revise is, you know, like I was saying, just a very nostalgic band, but also not without being cheesy, without um, you know having sort of that that '90s uh, you know kind of cheesy ting to it. So I really love what they're doing. Really looking forward to seeing what they're gonna do in the future. And uh, was really glad to uh, meet my friend from the UK, Chris. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Have a uh, great holiday season, and um, we will see you in the new year. Everybody, be well. Goodbye. Chris, thank you so much for joining today, especially with the uh, very tight turnaround. I, I know we have actually um, been scheduling artists kind of on the fly recently because it's, uh, you know, it's a weird time of year. The holidays are coming up. We just got out of in the States. We just got out of Thanksgiving. So um, we've been wanting to make sure we can have, you know, pretty good, uh, I guess, like reserve in terms of uh, interviews and, you know, before kind of everything uh, around the holidays kind of slows down for everybody. You know, people don't practice as much or you might, guys might not be, you know, getting together as frequently. So, um, yeah, I wanted to hear all about you guys, all what's going on, all about, um, you know, kind of how this past year has been despite the, uh, obvious setback. Um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it seems like you guys have been able to keep busy. I know 
you released an EP this year and you also released um, a few acoustic uh, singles as well, you know, in terms of like the songs that are on that. So Chris, man, um, first of all, if you could just introduce your band and then let us know, you know, a little bit about the EP that you guys recorded this year or released at least this year. So this is your time, man. Sure. Thank you very much. It's a it's a privilege for me to be here. Very, very excited to be on the show. Um, so we're, our band is called Project Advise and we formed in the summer of 2017. So not long ago at all. Um, we, re- we released our a debut single, which was called Take a Moment um, that summer uh, with a really silly music video. I don't, know if, I don't know if you've seen any of our videos yet, but uh, we tend to have a very ridiculous theme throughout them where we dress up in all sorts of things so i noticed uh, that <laughs> so we're we're from a, a town called redditch uh, which is smack in the middle of the uk uh, just south of birmingham um we've known each other for many years um i used to follow the other guys in the band in their previous band projects so I used to be a bit of a fanboy of what they used to do to be honest <laughs> uh, so it's a privilege for me to join this uh, to do this project with them um and we released our WP in that year as well, 2017, um, in December. It was called Songs That Sound Like Songs. Um, we started to play shows up and down the UK uh, during the next year and also 2019. Uh, went as far as London, Bristol, uh, Nottingham, uh, quite a few places around around the country. Uh, we'd like to obviously go further afield, um, but with, with what's happened this year, that's kind of put a stop to everything. So we're... We're, we're really gutted on that, as is everyone else. But um. oh, I know, man. Well, um, so first of all, Project Revise. I'm I'm very curious about that name. Can you walk us through, um, you know, what's behind the name? I would I would totally love to tell you what it means, but <laughs> it's it's one of those that we were juggling with all sorts of names at the start, and I think I made I made a short list of some of the things. There was like it was like Finding Malcolm. There were the Thieving Beavers um the silver beavers <laughs> because we've got a few gray hairs be- between us but um but i don't i don't really know what happened i think because it was we had like a group chat on on whatsapp for a while and it was called new project and like it was just i think the word project just stuck with us and because we're making kind of music that's um very reminiscent of of the older days of punk rock and what we used to listen to i don't know where but the where it came in but the word revised came up there somewhere and we just put the two together it doesn't actually really mean anything at all it's kind of um <laughs> it just stuck and um and i think it's um it just surprised a lot of people because it's not your bog standard pop punk or punk rock name at all and um but i think it sticks out which is which is good as well yeah i would have uh i would have been excited to see you know what uh the name like silver beavers would have gotten you you know like what <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> right what company you would have kept you know in terms of like tours and stuff but um yeah. dude yeah project revise that's a really cool name um i was kind of getting that vibe where it was like uh you know this is sort of um you know our launching off point and we've all done things where we've figured out what works figured out what doesn't work and yeah. now um you know we want to play music that we enjoy and so i don't know that's just me spitballing i'm not sure if that you know even hit it close to on the head but um, that's sick, man. So you said you're, you know, I was doing some research too. I was looking around your area. So you are close to Birmingham. Um, you know, are there any places or I guess is that kind of your um, your spot that you claim? You know, in ter- like we're, for example, I'll give you, you know, let's say my band is from New York, but um, we're not really in sort of a city. I'm like in cow country so we say we're from this small uh there's a smaller city called poughkeepsie which actually has um you know kind of like a it's a historical music venue that you know a lot of bands have come through through the years so is that kind of what you claim with birmingham or uh are you guys really much like uh you know we're it's redditch right yeah i mean we are really redditch but um i mean we'll tell people just so they understand where we're on better that we're from birmingham because i mean outside the uk or maybe even outside of our part of the country, like people may not have heard of, of Redditch. So yeah, Birmingham's kind of just our closest big city um, to where we are. Um, but we're not really from there ourselves. So it's uh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're kind of cheating by saying that we're from Birmingham, I guess. It always helps though. It helps anchor people, you know, especially not from, 
the area who or who like wouldn't know uh even us just saying like where we're from it's like called poughkeepsie is the name of the city and um first of all it's impossible to spell because it's an old native american uh name and also it's just like people don't know it so we'd say like all right you ever heard of this college that's around there and all that so um very cool i've actually never been to the uk so i think that's one of the spots i want to land on um we've talked to bands that you know have been um just outside of london or even actually farther much farther out uh where is it it was uh North uh Northampton Northampton yeah 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 that that was it we talked to a band from there um they're actually all attending the university down there uh Joy and Blue is the name of the band very good pop punk band and then we've also uh talked to Sharp Eyes and they were just outside of London so um we've been kind of getting the lay of the land that's what I've been trying to do with uh, the UK bands because obviously a lot of the bands that we've had the chance to interview are from uh, just the U.S. So, yeah, Chris, I want you to let me know about, I know you play guitar and you do vocals in the band. So, um, you know, was that something that you've always done in other bands that you've been a project or been a part of? Or is this something relatively new for the band? Just, yeah, uh, what's your role kind of like? And how about in the songwriting process, too? What's that look like for you guys? Yeah, so for for myself, I um I took up guitar when I was sixteen, seventeen at school, which is like way back now, like so long ago. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I I was in quite a few different bands. Um, actually, mainly more heavy metal bands or maybe hard rock, you could call it. Really, um, just playing guitar. I never tried vocals. I never even did backing vocals or anything. Um, but I always had a love for pop punk music and one of my personal favorite bands, Newfound Glory um nice. whenever whenever they tour in in the uk I'll, i'd go and see see them on a couple of dates where i could i think i've seen them about 20 times now in the uk no um, way and like they're just so sick live um but yeah they, they were kind of one of my biggest influences for this this sort of music um and i didn't ever i was never in a band of this genre until we started project revise in 2017 so i kind of went on like 10 maybe 12 13 years of playing in these heavier rock bands and i and i never touched on pop punk or any sort of punk music at all um so it's so special to me now that i'm able to do this um i just kind of wanted to try something new at the time so so we tried vocals together um i was also doing a a different band at the same time where i started on vocals which is more of a hard rock band with some of the guys that i did some of the heavier bands with before um so i've kind of just branched out in myself and um and uh carried on these vocals along and i'm absolutely loving it i couldn't look back now and i look back and i think how was i just playing guitar without without (laughs) wanting to sing i just i just can't understand that i had no confidence in in going that far with it uh with singing so that's um, great yeah yeah that's very cool man and sounds like you're you're a bit of a renaissance man you're able to uh bring into you know pop punk and um you know bring your talents into hard rock as well so are you currently in that hard rock band uh alongside project revise yeah so it actually started the same year or maybe just before project revise started it's called uh state of ember um and we've we've done pretty well as well we we got a track into a video game called Wreckfest, kind of a demolition derby style game it's um it came out last year on the xbox and stuff um so we do pretty well off that track and um we try and play some gigs when we can but um so we cannot do it at the moment but so it's yeah. going pretty well for that one as well yeah that's awesome man um that's pretty much exactly what i i'm doing too i'm in a pop punk band um and then also i'm in more of like a kind of old school uh punk rock you know kind of like stooges like early punk rock sort of oh, uh, you know rock and roll music yeah so i can appreciate that for sure uh what what sort of genre of rock do you guys fit in with state of ember um i'd say it's more hard rock um i was trying to think of influences and it's difficult because the bass in that band is more into prog rock and the drummer's more into classic rock and then i'm obviously into more (laughs) punk rock so it comes together and you kind of got a a really riffy based um style of music but with kind of punky vocals over the top um so yeah it's kind of somewhere in the middle of everything maybe rise against maybe something like that oh wow Um, that's sweet man so let's talk about project revise i know that's the reason you wanted to come on here 
Um, sure. You guys have been really blowing up in the past, you know, two years. And uh, it's been cool to see that you guys, you know, have pretty much, you're coming up on basically almost four years of being a band. Um, yeah. And so, you know, talk me through your last EP that you guys did. I know you guys, uh, you have, a, obviously it's like a very fun loving sort of vibe to it. And I, I really appreciate that. You know, when I was listening to you guys, it kind of reminded me of, uh, obviously, newfound glory, um, uh, less than awesome. Jake. But I actually uh, texted my um, lead singer, and I was like, "These guys are like less than Jake, minus the uh, you know all the brass and the horns." And sure. uh, and you're not always you know <laughs> you don't have to be caught off guard by like a random trumpet solo. Like it's it's yeah. the music that you want to <laughs> like listen to. Absolutely, no, no hating on those guys. But um, yeah, so what you know walk me through kind of the writing process on your uh, most recent ep and uh what's that songs from the shed that's right yeah so yeah so songs from the shed um and we'll maybe talk about the name in a bit um but um i think our songwriting process has, has stayed pretty much the same through the from the start of this band but um you know it does change a little bit and that now we we're so busy in our lives um and the guys have actually both got two kids each um, we try and bring uh, we bring our ideas into the rehearsal room, um, and then we'll try and work on it from there. Um, and we'll probably make quite a bit of adjustments at home um, in between band rehearsals, and uh, we'll do a lot of remote work to to um, to um, to improve our game and stuff. Um, it has become more difficult, I think, because of that. But um, but with songs in the shed, we really kind of we kind of developed on what we really did with with our previous ep um and just we just kind of developed our sound really from that um cool yeah i i think that's um yeah i could obviously see like where you guys have you know sort of built up from your earlier songs before that i was listening to it you know since you emailed me obviously like i want to do my research and um you know, you, I kind of caught the bug on you guys. And so oh, it's, awesome, uh, it's nice to see that progression, man. Um, so in terms of writing now, what is next for you guys? Are you kind of, I know a lot of people have been stifled with their ability to really like get together and kind of flesh out all these songs, especially in like a studio environment. It's tough to, you know, yeah. get into a studio because they're sort of run as a business, which, you know, they've been severely limited in terms of, what they can do with COVID, but um, you know, what's that currently looking like for you? Should we be expecting any maybe new material in, you know, the next few years or so? What's that looking like? And I think it's difficult to to know whether going down the singles route is right or, or by going or to do a full EP and album. Like there's, so many, um, there's so many uh, things for each side of those, of those different types of recording. Um, I mean, for now we're looking at doing a single whenever we can. Um, like you say, um, the studios are in not as good a place as they were before and they don't know when they're, when they're allowed to open or and this and that so um so we've been very fortunate this year we've we've managed to go back in the studio on three occasions um to do um the recent single we released called borderline in september um the one we're about to release in december and also for the two acoustic tracks as well um so our our, our regular studio we go to which is uh, nearby where we live of a uh, a lovely guy called Dave Draper, who's our producer. Um, yeah, he's been fortunate enough to be able to open on on those couple of occasions for us. And I think we'll continue to to record the singles for now. Um, but I'd like to think that down the line we'll we'll go towards an album at some point in the next uh, two years or so, uh, once things get back to normal again. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I actually was um, I was on. I, I'm sure you it kind of found us through. Um, elena's post on the uh, pop punk networking group yes so, that's right. yeah yeah and so i was kind of you know browsing through that it may have been yesterday or whatnot but somebody did bring up that point it's like what are artists currently doing and you know in terms of staggering releases and how like you know what what is everybody's thoughts on like the lp the ep so they're saying like is it dead and i was like there's no no it's obviously not dead like it it one context is a huge thing i think um yeah you know especially for like my band wouldn't do an lp right now um that just wouldn't make sense but if you're like an established band been at it for a few years i think there's still an lp 
I think it still has its place in music these days. And I want to get your thoughts on that too, actually. Like, what do you think about the LPs? Obviously, you guys are doing the singles route. We're doing that right now too. It's kind of the best way to stretch your portfolio um, in terms of, you know, what, what we're able to do now because we can't play shows and we can't show as many people those songs as we like. So what do you think about that? Like the, the whole, um, you know, where is the LPs place in music today? Yeah, and I think, as you say, it's um, it's a difficult one. I think if people are going to be truly invested in your music, then if you were to bring out an LP, then you know they're going to go ahead and buy it. But I think you kind of need those followers already to be with you on on the on your journey to um to to invest in that LP. Um, in terms of singles, I think you know, they're good for any any sort of artist, no matter what their level is or no matter how long they've been going for. Um, it gives you an opportunity, especially with the way the Spotify playlists are running as well um, yeah. to, to get great exposure at the moment. So um, we've been very fortunate in our first couple of years uh, to land on playlists like New Punk Tracks, uh, Skate Park Punks around 10 times already. Um, we seem to have really good luck with that. Um, I think, yeah, the LP isn't going to die for any time soon. Um, but for many, probably most artists at the moment, uh, releasing singles and possible EPs, um, is the most effective or cost-effective way to to yeah. release music at the moment. I agree with that. I think that's you know a great way of putting it. Um, also, I think another thing that factors into that is um, you know if you're a band that's always released albums, like if you've been doing, even if you're a young band and you've only been doing this for you know let's say like five or maybe a little bit more than five years, sure. and, but you've you know only you started off with kind of like maybe a single two singles or something then an album like i think people are going to expect that um so one of my favorite bands has been doing that and i think what they recently did which is genius i mean they they kind of blew up after their most recent album which was really sick it was good to see but um this band basically released a single in i think it was like maybe early uh early summer let's say maybe late spring they yeah. kind of did one, you know, a little bit later in the summer than fall and then just release one now. And so then what they're doing is they announced that they have an album. So they have four singles out, which is basically like an EP at that point. But yeah. um, it's less than half an album. And then so they're going to release an album. And I was like, that's actually kind of genius where you can, you know, you release maybe a, a song every two or three months or whatnot. You have so much room that you can make up now like that. That covers everything, basically. And then you release an album. Yeah, so I think that is a pretty good way of doing it. I think you'll we'll find most uh, major artists at the moment, they'll be releasing three or four singles before mm-hmm. they drop the album. I think You Found Glory actually did it um, for their, yeah, least, the most their recent. recent one. Yeah, um, Which is such a good album. Oh, it's it so, so good. good. And it's totally nostalgia for me. Like, it sounds like their older stuff as well, which is Yes, that's incredible. what I liked. Um, what did you think? I, I forget the name of the album. What, what do you, it was the one with the palm tree on the front of it. What did you think of that album? What's the name uh, of that? I know what you mean. I can't remember yeah. the name of it either. Um, but that My, was, it's, it was different, right? And I call myself a fanboy. I cannot remember the name of the album, but it, <laughs> it was very different. Um, I think they were touring, they were doing a slam dunk around the year of that. And I didn't know the songs on that album as much. I hate to admit. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those, um, they're one of my favorite bands i can um i do enjoy pretty much every album of theirs but that one it didn't kind of uh it didn't kind of shoot out at me as much as the others it makes me sick that's the name of it, it. just sick, look yeah. it up yeah and so um i think i think that it was a different approach to what they normally do i yeah. there there was one song i think it was makes me sick maybe it was the title track that i, I really did enjoy but um yeah, I think there was a part of it where they're kind of uh, in that song. They're sort of like the old guys, and I, I think I don't know if that was intentional, kind of like you know tongue in cheek sort of thing. But yeah, kind of were making um, you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're talking about basically social media and how it's you know it is toxic. Like I agree with that. It's not Absolutely. always the best thing, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, they kind of sound like the old guys, but then. I think with this album that they came back, like they're like, all right, we're not joking anymore. Like we'll go back to the old stuff that works. And um, oh, such a great album, the one they oh, just yeah. released. All those singles when they came out before the album, I was I was buzzing for every one. I thought, this yeah, is, 
just like how they should be, how it should sound. So, um, and I'm not against, you know, someone developing their sound and doing something different. Uh, just sometimes, sometimes I don't agree with some things um, that an artist will bring out, and I'll come back to them eventually again. Always happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a reason you got into them in the first place, you know. And I think a lot of artists, like if they do release an album where it's very different from what they've, you know, previously done, and it's kind of not met with the reception they're looking for, they'll yeah, like go back yeah. and because they they always still have that. It's not necessarily like they're selling out. It's just um, they just want to try di- something different. I mean, if you've been in this game for 20, 30 years, like you're gonna try something different. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, you're kind of gonna you're gonna get maybe not get bored as such but you kind of want to change what you're doing just to go with the flow at the time and you might not always be writing the same sort of music that's just the way music goes isn't it so yeah like metallica hasn't been a thrash band you know for their whole career like that's what they started off with but like uh you know you got to change it up at some point (laughs) yeah totally man so um i wanted to get to uh you know a little bit happier times for for just music in general, I like asking a lot of bands about, you know, what they were doing in to- terms of playing shows. And because um, that's really, you know, kind of our, our drug in this music industry, isn't it? Just uh, being able to do that, you know, maybe even just on a, a weekly basis or, uh, you know, monthly basis. It's always something to look forward to as as draining as it can be. Um, it's, it's super fun and it's, you know, a big part of why I got into music. So tell me a little bit about, um, what, what was your last gig that you guys played before everything shut down? And then we can get into, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, more details about, you know, what your touring life was like, or, you know, gigging life was like. Yes. The last date that we played was actually in London. Um, I think it was at the start of March. Um, and it was with a, fantastic band called you over me among the, a few of oh, the bands yeah. as well and uh, you probably see the name come up in the um pop punk yeah. <laughs> networking group <laughs> um so yeah that was a, that was a great night and i think the pandemic was just uh starting to kick off in the uk and there were rumors that we were going to go into lockdown in a week or two from then um i think we saw at that stage one guy walking around with a mask on and it's kind of it's kind mm-hmm. of one of those situations you don't think anything of it you think this is never going to happen to us it's happened in uh, other parts of the world, but it'll never happen to the UK. You know, we're kind of, we're going to be cool. <laughs> um, so it was a really good show. It was a very um, small venue. I cannot remember the venue name now where we played. So apologies for that. Um, but <laughs> I, if, I, if I'd known that was the last show that I was going to do for a while, then um, uh, I would have probably got drunk or something after. But I think I was yeah. driving at that one. So <laughs> I was a designated uh, driver that night, unfortunately. So. So how far out of London are you guys? Like, how long of a drive was that? It's about um, probably one hour, 45 minutes in good okay. traffic. Um, now We've had a couple of times we've been to London um, and there's always roadworks or traffic of some kind there <laughs> on the way down. And you'll, you'll, you'll promise the promoter um, that you're getting there for 5 p.m. and you end up calling him at 5.30 p.m. and you're about probably in about two miles away, but there's another... 40 minutes of traffic somehow yeah. to get there because London is just an absolute nightmare to drive around sometimes. So you'd almost be better like dragging your amp to the gig from there. <laughs> and we did consider it last time. Like I was, I was halfway out the car with the amp. I swear to God, like I was close to it. <laughs> You're like, not again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, all right, cool, cool. And now, what is your what? What's been your favorite venue that you've had the chance to play at? I think it's that we we've played venues like the O2 Academy, which is one of the main um, cool. venues in the UK, and it's it's great there. It's a big stage, great sound. But my favourite venue, I think, for all of us, is called the Asylum Venue, which is also in Birmingham. Um, it's just a really kind of um, it's a great gig venue. There's two rooms there, kind of an upstairs, downstairs. Uh, but whenever we've played there, the crowd has always been phenomenal. Um, they're always kind of it's kind of one of those venues you'll go to a gig you don't care who's playing like people will just turn up to the show anyway it's kind of an old school venue um and yeah we've always had always had such a blast when we played there last year in particular so um yeah i think it's the asylum is my uh, favorite venue to play that's awesome man have you gotten the chance to either uh open up for just like play with you know some sick bands like what are what are sort of your favorite memories that you guys have from gigging yeah, and totally um, at the same venue, in fact. Um, we got invited to play 
couple of hopeless records bands last year. Uh, one of them was Between You and Me from uh, Melbourne, Australia. Nice. And the one Story Untold as well from Canada. Mm-hmm. And that was such a sick show. It really was. Um, it was, it was um, around the time of Slam Dunk Festival last year. So both bands had played um, at Slam Dunk. So they made a lot of new followers there What came along to this gig a few days later. Um, and then off the back of that, we um, we got a lot of followers from their followers who then um, came to watch us later on the year as well at other events. So, so it worked yeah, out great for us. Yeah, um, that's perfect. But the dudes in those bands, they were so much fun to hang out with. Um, kind of gutted that we weren't on other dates in the tour and stuff. I hope that we get to play with them again at some point. Um, but it was it was totally a sick gig, man. Really enjoyed it. It's always great hearing those stories too about you know these big bands that'll come over and just like totally vibe with you know the openers or like the supporting acts because it's at the end of the day I, I feel like especially in this scene too um, we're all just so similar like they're just regular guys uh, yeah. you know they just um, you know they've been at it for a while possibly or they had you know a good break and but uh, you know like we're all in it to play music and you know I think a lot of people in this scene understand it like I've had not to call out any bands it, it wasn't with um you know my pop punk band what makes sense it's it was with my uh other rock band we sure. uh, we just had this one you know uh p- band that we opened up for and like they weren't even that big like they were, <laughs> they were they were just around for a while and like they i guess back in the day like the 90s they kind of were big or something like that but like yeah i don't know man it's just something about their vibe just kind of threw me off and they were like big headed for like no reason i'm like look you guys i'm like you guys work day jobs too just like me it's like you're not you're not touring or anything so um sure you know, it's weird there's some there's some environments that are just kind of a little bit toxic like that where they just you know it, some people have a big head but i feel like in pop punk it's not as often you know at, at times like possibly like in the mtv era bands like if my band's not going to go you know open up for good charlotte anytime soon but like you know like a band like at that level or something like that you know like some 41 but there were bands that fell off because they just weren't cool dudes um you know and i'm sure you got that around then but like these days you know in social media like everybody's trying to you know be nice to each other and just like work work this out because uh you know, pop punk's more of a community than anything. I think it's not just like a music genre. It's like people yeah. actually want to see other people win. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there, there've been some instances of bands getting a bad name through, you know, one member of the band doing something, but that can happen in any genre yeah. of music. So and they get called out so quickly to these yeah. days, like people will smell that out so quickly. But that's not a pop punk thing. That's just a thing. It could happen yeah, in any genre, any band in, in music. So, um, But you're right. I think um, there's a brilliant community, um, especially online with pop punk. Um, we've got all these networking groups on Facebook and um, and all the pages on Instagram and stuff that I follow. Um, and there's such a great sense of community and people just want to help each other out if they're in bands or if they're in the music industry generally. Um, I think we mentioned Elena earlier. Um, she did post a lot of very helpful stuff um, online. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's loads of people like that that um, seem to be willing to help each other at the moment, which is fantastic. Yeah, something like that is, I think, something that every band should subscribe to is like just being a part of that because that's helped me. I, I we're still a very young band and um, we didn't get the opportunity to play many shows. So that kind of stunted our growth a bit. So now what I'm trying to do is learn as much as possible from people who've been there, people who've done it um, and, you know, grow social media or at least just like connect with people like this. This isn't, uh, this is probably my favorite way to connect with people because um, you know, it, it's, you wouldn't, I wouldn't just like be like, Hey, like reach out to somebody and say, Hey, can we get an hour phone call? Like, that's just weird. Right. So, <laughs> so this is my kind of gateway into um, being able to sort of network with people. And, but also like me being the person that I am, I want to learn as much as I can about artists who like yourself, who've been able to play gigs and open up for like big people like that and you guys have a very big fan base i've seen your social media i've seen your you know with spotify streams like at the end of the day those are all numbers obviously but um people it it 
shows and it's a it's a uh, sort of signal that people enjoy what you do. And so I think, um, you know, I want to learn sort of, you know, how I can grow that. And people like Elena Wills and um, Danny Freeman and there's, you know, yeah. there's so many other people I could be calling out and, and that group. Um, if I would encourage anybody who's a musician and who's not, um, you know, super active on Facebook, like go join those, those groups and it'll definitely change your perspective on, uh, what you're able to do these days. Like a lot of people I feel like are put into a corner right now with not being able to gig or even being able to record, uh, depends on, you know, kind of what resources you have. So yeah, I, these groups have been incredible and, uh, you know, yep. we wouldn't, I wouldn't have otherwise had the opportunity to interview somebody from the UK. So I think that's something that's very spectacular. Yeah, I think this is something great to come out of this year because a lot of people are investing time into uh, running podcasts who may never have even imagined doing it before. Like this. Um, (laughs) Exactly. This is great. So you started this in April, I believe, right? It It was April. Yeah. Um, First episode was not even as close to technologically as advanced as we are right now. It was done (laughs) through the app, um, the Anchor app, which is, you know, has been great to us and all that. But um, we were recording through iPhone headphones, um, and it was just us talking. The first episode, I can't even listen to it again. It was so bad. It, it was just, it was terrible. Like we were just like, okay, here are two white dudes again within like another podcast. Like <laughs> that's exactly what it was. But now, you know, I think I've what we found uh, we enjoy the most is you know interviewing bands, just learning from other people. So uh, we're definitely you know, 38 episodes now later, (laughs) we kind of have an idea of like what we want to do with this. So yeah, like I've been, you know, starting the podcast was probably one of my favorite things to do. It's a lot of work. And, uh, you know, the goal of it was to not like make any money. Like, I don't think we'll ever take on sponsors unless like somebody really cool that we like comes by, but I don't think, you know, that's not what we're in it for. Um, I think you can't put really a value on, uh, what we're able to do here and, and, you know, who we're able to talk to. And just like, I at least pull one thing out of every interview from somebody uh, as to like what, you know, maybe another interview question I can ask for somebody next time or, um, you know, a lasting relationship. Like we've been able to build some sick relationships with people that, you know, are like states away. (laughs) No, that's, that's sweet, man. It's, it's a, it's a great tool um social media can be bad like as you mentioned earlier um but it's it's yeah. great to be using it for for this as a, as a platform for musicians to to connect with each other um to connect with new people online um whether they're in the music industry or if they're a possible fan for the band for the future um yeah. it's just there's so many good things that i'm seeing coming out of facebook this year that you know i never i never thought would be possible before this year so 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 how about this um you know you guys have been able to play like quite a few shows and you've been around for a few years so um we do have some people you know we do have musicians listening so if you could impart sort of any advice to somebody who's just kind of just getting started in their musical career um you know what would you say to them i think i would say just uh you've got to keep at it and you've got to keep playing the style of music that you want to play like don't let anyone try and change that um um too early on especially um I've, I've heard of a lot of people that will take up playing an instrument in the band and will give up as soon as maybe a member changes in the band or or something doesn't quite go to plan but you've, you've got to really just try and stick at it as much as you can um i think project of eyes only really found its feet and are still standing right now um because we were really good friends for for so many years before and i'm talking 10 15 years before the band even started um so we had a good ground in there already so i think it's important to try and connect with people um if you can like people that you already know or people that you may be networking with online that you know have the same ideas as you for for, for the band um yeah you've got to just stick keep keep at it really and keep building and uh stay on social media for the right reasons as much as you can to promote your band as well. Yeah. And how about this? What's been the single most important thing you've done in your musical career that you feel like has, uh, you know, helped you get where you are. And it's going to sound really weird. This is a very 2020 thing to say, but Facebook and Instagram adverts yeah. helps a lot. Like, um, and you'll see all these, um, 
you'll see these people online that are um, trying to promote their papers on this and they'll try and sell what they're doing, their ideas on it and stuff. But there's a lot of really good speakers out there on YouTube that show you how to do things properly and they're not expecting you to pay them a penny. Um, and we have gained so many hundreds of followers from from doing that, especially this year. Um, so easily we've got a thousand new followers um, probably since uh, May or June time or something. Um, and it's really starting to, you know, just by pushing those ads out onto Instagram stories and Facebook stories, it's really kind of taken off on its own. Um, you know, so like uh, what sort of ads, you know, I, I guess explain to me one ad that you guys have designed recently, because um, funny enough, I actually work in digital advertisement, but okay. it's not social media specific. And people would think like, oh, you work in digital advertisement. I make um, ads that show on Google. So like when you search something, but um, it's for yep. a pharma company. So it's not really music related. That's just, you know, kind of my day job. And, sure. um, you know, as much as I've tried to learn about that still, like my job, obviously takes up a very big portion of my day you know it's uh you know nine to nine to five nine to six so um i haven't had the opportunity really to um learn that much about social so that's what i'm i'm doing right now so yeah if you could help out anybody you know listening in this podcast who's interested in getting involved in those um sort of social media ads i've had the chance to run them i don't think they were as successful as they could have been so yeah describe to me what one of those ads has looked like you know one of your most successful ones so we tend to take a short snippet of one of our music videos um and it will be a very plain advert really with the video in the middle maybe a blurred version of the video behind it kind of um just to make it more interesting and then it will show like a spotify logo or an apple music logo as the main main part of the picture um and that'll be it. It'll be like a 15 seconds. I think it's got to be 15 seconds maximum for Instagram or Facebook stories. Um, video clip of that um, in vertical vertical mode sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, we'll then place that on the Facebook advertising, uh, Facebook ads business page thing. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's yeah. Facebook business. Uh, uh, Facebook ads manager, I think. Yeah. Yep. And you want to try and target... Um, maybe three or four artists that you would say your band sounds like the most. So I think we have on ours at the moment, Newfound Glory, Goldfinger, Lesson Jake, something like that. Mm -hmm. Just kind of bands that are maybe, uh, we may remind people of from back in the day. Um, and you'll kind of hone in on Spotify users. So you can actually, um, you can make it, um, I'm trying to think of the words here. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't even had a drink tonight. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. And I cannot even speak for the life of me. <laughs> You're doing uh, well so far, man. <laughs> uh, so you can, yeah, absolutely. so you can narrow your audience down to mm -hmm. to or even less people. So I would I would narrow it down to people that use Spotify as well as who listen to those artists. Um, and the more you narrow it down, the higher chance you've got of of hitting the right people that will click on your link um, and go to your page. Now we tend to we tend to create a landing page that will have a link to Spotify, Apple Music, yeah, and that's YouTube. smart as the main three um because i know not everyone not everyone in the world uses spotify although we'd like to think so or <laughs> we seem to think so because of all the uh the playlisting goes on um and that's how we do it we've we've got our our rates down to about 0. uh 0.18 a click i think which is pretty low yeah that's we did, great we did start off and it was going sky high kind of a dollar a click and um it's just a nightmare for expenditure at that point yeah you learn to like decrease that bid you're like we don't need to be this high like that's right, yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah we, we've generally been pretty successful with that um in recent months um i think um i think what would be absolute gold is to hit discover weekly on spotify but it's um it's yeah. very difficult to very difficult to plan for that you, you kind of have to get a bit of luck with it as well so um so we're always trying to aim for that as a target but it's um it's difficult to try and uh develop into there yourself <clears throat> yeah i mean at least w for you guys too i know um you know it seems like you just you know judging by the numbers i was seeing you do have like pretty good amount of people following you on spotify so um you'll at least make it on like a release radar and stuff which is really nice i think that was um when i saw yeah. my band hit mine like that was pretty cool but like yeah. obviously i follow my band <laughs> like on spotify but yeah that was something rad that, that was like wow like 
you know, one step at a time sort of thing. Like you got to build it up slowly. You know, literally yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. So hey, the uh, best part, like the best part of the last last two days, I think we obviously we all got our Spotify wrapped. Um, yes. Yeah. Tell me about your Spotify rap. Let's, well, let's hear it. All I can say is that I cannot share it because it just says the top five songs of my band. Right? So, <laughs> so <laughs> Dude, same. Cause that was, uh, I was, I actually joined this band like, uh, January 1st. And so they, uh, I had an audition. So I, in 10 days after I like would confirm that I would join. So what I did was I listened to it on repeat yeah, yeah. uh listen to i had over 100 streams racked up on one song in a week um and then uh what else yeah and so like I, because i was practicing the set list because then after that 10 days after we had a gig for the first time my first sure. ever time going on the road with these guys so uh yeah number one two three four and five were the five songs from the first ep <laughs> I, I have a problem with um trying to remember lyrics um before uh... we record the song well, we've obviously written all the words down we, we know how we're going to sing it but i cannot remember for the life of me any lyrics until i've listened to the song when it's finally recorded but do so you I, listen to your songs on the way to a gig um we sometimes do i don't need to as much anymore i think right at the start when i just started being a singer um i was probably more obsessed with doing that then i was worried constantly i was going to forget the lyrics just because mm-hmm. of I wasn't used to playing in front of a crowd or singing in front of a, in, in front of a big crowd. So um, I really struggled at the start for sure. Cool. And I'm sorry to cut you off before. Yeah. You can go ahead. Keep telling us about the, uh, yeah, the Spotify rap. So that was your personal. Um, yeah. Are there any artists, I guess, cause you know, first to categorize is songs um, and then artists. So were there any artists that were on your, like your top five that sort of surprised you? I don't think so. I think I had um, probably the bands that I've already mentioned. So Newfound Glory, Sum 41 were there. Um, I may have had The Used. I believe The Used were on there. I'm a big fan of The Used. Um, I feel like they had a resurgence this year for some reason. Like a yeah, lot of they, people started listening to them again. That's right. They were going to come back and play Slam Dunk Festival this year. Oh. Which but they did um, announce, I think it was very early on in the year, that they were, they'd they pulled out of that event. Um, I'm not sure if they um, they pulled out of others in the in the states as well, but I think they're working on something new. So they may have a new album um, under wraps. Well, I think um, one of the friends I've actually made through this podcast, um, his name's uh, Rishi Ball, and he runs uh, Four Chord Music Fest. Okay. Uh, the user actually on his bill, dude. He's uh, that's an incredible story. I'll jump into. I, I won't take too long, but oh, sure. Um, so it was so amazing because we were interviewing him and he was just kind of like walking us through it. And I was like coming to the conclusion, I'm like, holy shit. Like, it's like five people that like run this whole music festival. Um, he's like a modern day. Uh, what's his name? Like Kevin Feldman um, or not Kevin Feldman. What's what's the guy's name who uh, ran Warp Tour? Oh, I, Kevin, I, right. I, I think it's like a- that. Oh God, I, I feel like not pop punk right now. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, he's basically doing that and like kind of using that template of like a music uh, festival. And so what he did, this started like, I don't know, maybe five years ago or so. And, you know, it was uh, a lot of like local bands. He's in Pennsylvania out here. Yeah. And so it was a lot of kind of like Philadelphia bands, Pittsburgh bands. Um, you know, some other uh, nationally touring artists because he's been in the music industry for a while. But mm-hmm. in only five years, he's been able to grow it where Blink-182 was supposed to headline the festival this year. He got fused. He got four years strong. Um, I'm probably missing another band that he got on there. Um, but yeah, it was a huge lineup this year. And it's like all bands that like people love right now uh so that was just incredible man and then he he also was able to get his band eternal boy on the bill which is just like so sweet like that's like dream imagine you being able to handpick all the artists that you know what i think some 41 may have even been on that bill as well but um imagine being able to like handpick all these artists that you want and then being able to be like yeah i'm gonna have my band in there too because you know why i work so damn hard for this that like he put all this time and effort and like that is just that's a dream man but it sounds like a lot of work too (laughs) but yeah four chord music fest check them out 
Hey guys, so at this point in the episode, we actually ran into some technical difficulties where Chris cut out and then I cut out. So uh, we're going to hop right back in at the end of the episode. And um, yep, just wanted to provide a little bit of background as to why you hear just a quick delay. Yeah, man, so we are recording again. All right, all set? Sure, I've got you. I can hear you. (laughs) Awesome, man. So um, the way we usually close out every interview is with a little bit of, um, you know, I, I like the networking side of this of this music industry. So tell yeah. me a little bit about the bands, you know, uh, give us some local bands that you, you guys like, or maybe bands that you've uh, sort of grown up playing with um, that you really think everybody should know about. And then other bands that, you know, maybe uh, you like to listen to just on a daily basis that, you know, everybody should know about. Sure thing. Um as a band, actually, you know, I'm going to mention first and foremost a few too many with the awesome Danny uh, Freeman that's in that band. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got such an awesome sound, and I, I do check them out. I I uh, played a part in their in the music video when they when they had loads of people joining earlier oh, this really? summer. Nice. Um, and those guys are just awesome. I think um, I think they've got big things ahead of them, and you know, not just for the band sounding great, but also for for Danny's work, especially on on, um, on social media and in his own podcast and stuff i think he uh, does a super job so um there's a couple of other bands as well um a band from our hometown redditch called insomniacs uh, and they've been going for about nine or ten years very green day kind of punk rock-esque sound oh, I, I see the reference there that's right there you go <laughs> so uh um there's one called time in the mouth who are from our neck of the woods as well and they're super super awesome guys that we met a couple of years ago on the local scene um, I totally recommend checking out Time of the Mouth as well. All right, man. And so, last question for you. Um, I don't know if. Oh wait, I think you do drink beer. I think you mentioned that you did, but um, I know actually it's funny because I've I've had this question and then people go, uh, "Yeah, I used to drink, but actually don't anymore." <laughs> this is the time where I find out our guest has been straight edge all along. And I'm just asking them like the worst question ever. But um, <laughs> if you were to mention, or I guess if you were to call out a beer of the week, what would be your beer of the week? Oh, wow. Um, beer of the week. Probably would be Heineken. I'm a, nice. I'm a big liver of Heineken. I've got to say, I will drink anything. I've got to say I'm, <laughs> I'm totally not like a few of your guests you've had. I will just drink anything <laughs> and I'll finish it all at a house party. I'll be the one that just goes around the cups at the end and finishes all the red cups. Like, so. <laughs> not anymore, though. <laughs> not, not at the moment. No, don't tell anyone, but I'm still doing yeah. it. No. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm keeping my immune system strong. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So I've got bottles of, of whiskey and rum and all sorts of beer in the house still at the moment. Um, you know, I've you know, it's difficult to drink at home at the moment. I find that without being able to go out and do stuff, I don't actually drink that much at home. Yeah, there's not like the social aspect of it. It's kind of just like I'm, I'm drinking it. <laughs> like, damn, like this is just uh, it's right. a thing to do sometimes. But it's like, yeah, like, I don't know. I miss being able to like go to bars and stuff. And, um, you know, like I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's the social aspect. Really miss that. But totally That's agree right. with that. And so, um one final thing I want you to leave everybody with, just let us know, um, again, yeah, you know, what we should be looking forward to in terms of Project Revise's free future, and uh, just let the people know anything else that you uh, want to share. Okay, well, um, we'd love for you all to check out our new single, Downside Up. Um, it's out, I believe, today. Is that is it today that it's out? I can't. What t- what day is this podcast coming out? I can't remember now. Oh, it's uh, we're, this podcast will be coming out on. Let's see, what's today? The fifth, so it's going to be coming out in two weeks. So that will be not the eleventh, the eighteenth. Yes, the eighteenth. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, so therefore, our new single down downside up is out today. So, uh, make sure you guys check it out on on the streaming platforms and so on. We do have a music video for it, uh, which was we filmed. Just going to ask, yeah. yeah. We um we filmed it partially at our music or recording studio and partially outside in in the trees. Um, it's kind of got a horror horror vibe to it. Now the name Downside Up comes from Upside Down of Stranger Things, the TV show. Um, oh. So we were going to have all sorts of things. We were going to do a whole Stranger Things spoof, but 
yeah, time ran out and we couldn't really afford all the costumes and stuff. So we just we did our own version of it anyway. So um, so that will be released on on the same day on to, today. Sorry, it should be out now even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's weird. We're talking in the future. Yeah, totally in the future, man. This is this is strange for sure. <laughs> um, so well, after that, I mean, look out for us at a show. Hopefully, we'll be back to normal uh, during 2021, and we'll be playing some shows up and down uh, the UK and beyond. Hopefully. Yeah, and uh, you know, for anybody listening, Project Revise has, uh, you know, they don't just have new stuff coming out, man. They have they have older stuff. Go listen to that shit. It's very good. Um, like we were saying, if you're fans of Newfound Glory, Goldfinger, um, you know, Less Than Jake, anything, you know, the war- the I guess vintage Warp Tour bands. If you like the Tony Hawk soundtracks, go listen to them. Uh, you know, I was like, damn, like if if Tony Hawk was you know popping off like where it was like back in like Pro Skater Four or whatnot, like you guys would definitely have been on the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, and um, yeah. we. We actually, uh, on that topic, we did actually reach out to um, uh, to the guy uh, who's running the, sorry, who's putting the, the sound supervisor for um for the new Tony Hawk's game. Um, we sent him some artwork with um with uh, a picture of him on and some of the other games that he'd done, which is which was awesome. I have to send you a picture of it. Um, he actually got back to us and um gave us some free copies of the game and just said that he'd bear us in mind for future uh, games and stuff. Yes. So, Let's go. So, um, it was so cool. Um, he's got his name is Eric Calver. Like, so totally go and check him out if you're in a band and you want to get your music into games. Um, start connecting with that guy on the social media. Um, he's a good guy to reach out to. That's so cool, man. All right, Chris. Well, yeah, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I think you've been able to impart a lot of your knowledge to uh, you know our listeners and, and to myself as well. I definitely learned a lot this episode, but. Um, I was glad that you reached out and, you know, we were able to connect because I like finding new music and, you know, I definitely, you have a new fan in me for sure. Project Revise is going to be, uh, you know, circulating on my playlists and just in my, uh, repeat section a lot. So thank you very much for that. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that <laughs> and right. dude, thank you so much for being flexible as well. I know it's uh, not always easy to take an interview at 5 PM on a Saturday. <laughs> no worries, man. I've, it's totally privileged to be on your show. Absolutely loved every minute. Um, and I've listened, listened back to some of your shows as well. So um, I will continue to follow you on social media and uh, listen to future ones. It's awesome, been great. man. Just don't listen to like the first 10. Just <laughs> <laughs> or the first, no, first three. Just skip those. <laughs> and uh, beyond that, we have actual bands that we interviewed and they're, they're produced a little bit better. <laughs> Awesome, man. I'll check them out anyway. I'll let you know what I think. <laughs> oh, God. All right, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night, and um, we'll keep in contact. Thanks a lot, dude. We'll speak again. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.